This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hello, right. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Well, today we're just going to talk. We're going to kind of talk about how uh, the apocalypse is going, how we get into, uh, you know, what stores and and food preps and and supplies we might be losing. Um, Are people prepared to not go to work? We're going to talk about all kinds of good stuff. We're going to talk about 21 million people missing in China. We're going to talk about a lot of fun things. So hold on to your hat. That's what I got. So, Kevin, as the weeks have been rolling out here, we're, I don't know, at least four weeks into this not really wanting to go out to the stores kind of thing. What are you noticing and what are you hearing your friends are uh, realizing, hey, you know, I really should have had some of this on hand. What comes up as like the shortfall? Well, I, you know, I, I think that the, uh, the main thing is, is masks, obviously, right? You know, there's nobody, no, the government's telling us we don't need to wear masks. It doesn't mm-hmm. help. But people that are, have co- uh, COVID-19 or the doctors that are working with them need the masks. I think that there's a serious shortage of masks and they're telling us that it doesn't help to wear them mm-hmm. just because they want us to save it for the doctors. But the right. truth is, if you're walking around and you have this disease, and maybe you don't even know you have the disease, wearing that mask when you're out in public is going to be beneficial to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And you or I could have it right now and not even know it and be spreading it, but we're not wearing a mask because we're not sick. Right. We're not in the hospital. We're not working with sick people. Um, I do have a friend who uh, supposedly a nurse doing one of these checkpoints where you just pull up and roll down your window and they test you for, uh, right. You know, COVID-19, whatever. And she says, shit up your nose. 
Yeah, yeah. So they're saying they're getting a lot of positives of people who only have like allergy symptoms and, you know, no real symptoms. Now, why right. are these people in line getting tested? I'm not really sure because that doesn't make any sense to me. Like if you don't have symptoms, why are you, you know, right. but whatever. And well, uh, what I'm wondering, testing people. now, are they reasonably uh, because these people are in better health? And they're just able to fight it better? Or is it because maybe these people are just in the early stages where they have seasonal allergy symptoms because it's seasonal allergy symptoms and the other symptoms haven't shown up yet? Right. Um, I would right. say maybe that's the case. So the point is, though, wearing a mask, you know, you don't know. It's one of those things that I kind of feel like, how would it not help? You know, that, that's the way I feel on this one. Right. Right. And I, I feel like the only I think the only reason they're talking about us not wearing masks is because they need to save as many masks as they can for, you know, serious situations and, and places. Right. I think they're lying to us. Honestly, I think the government's lying to us about it. I think they fucking you know think... that everybody should be wearing masks, but they don't want to freak everyone out because there aren't enough. I think if I was like the president or somebody like that, I'd be like, I tell you what, I'm not going to wear a mask, but everybody who comes in and talks to me has to wear a mask. Everybody else. Yeah. Right. That that seems like that would be good for me. Mm -hmm. yeah, you don't get the, the germs on me and I get to be in charge and mm -hmm. I get to have the free face and whatever. Right. Yeah. And you know, he's, you know, he's a germaphobe. So I'm surprised that this is like, this is like the crisis he's dealing with is like his worst nightmare. <laughs> I think he is kind of a germaphobe. So that sounds accurate to me. Now I did see a meme on uh, Facebook that implied that uh, Bernie Sanders tested negative for running for president. <laughs> yeah. He's out. Right? he's out. All right. So he was not prepared for what came. No, sir. No, sir. Now, but I think he actually, he actually had uh, interesting points to make about this whole situation. And it seemed like Joe Biden just kind of disappeared. He like hmm. fell asleep and took like a, a three week nap. <laughs> well, he, well, he tried to get his dementia under control. My, my theory is the more Joe Biden takes a nap and doesn't come out in public is the more it's going to help his campaign is my theory. Right. It's only going to help. Right. You yeah. know, if Trump Trump's phone fell in the toilet, it would only help his campaign, you know? Right. <laughs> right. Stop tweeting shit. I, I kind of yeah. came up with a plan for Trump if he actually needed some political advice for me. What would you what would you tell? Uh, what I would advise him is whenever you have a thought and you're about to say something, just count to three and say it out loud or quiet in your head before you right. say it. And see if it still sounds like a good thing to say. Yeah. I feel like that would, if he just had a three second rule, I think that could buy him a lot of uh, points. Well, it seems like he's got a three second rule, but it's first talk, then wait three seconds and think about what you said. And then so go, it's not really uh, the right, not the, the right, right order. Right three seconds. Right. Right. All right. Now, that sounds have, accurate. Yeah. Good. Have you ever had any um, any supply shortages yourself? Anything that you noticed that you're running low on or 
Um, Should have bought so more of. I had just moved. So I was worried about storing a lot of uh, toilet paper in the storage unit. Um, cause I was living in an apartment till I found the right house and that kind of thing. And so I was actually using like my big stockpile. Um, mm -hmm. but as soon as I heard people talk about it, I still had more than your average bear. We'll say that, but not my regular full on stockpile. When I started hearing people talk about it, I went to some of the more out of the way kind of places like uh, big lots or whatever like that. And mm -hmm. I was able to secure some right away so that, you know, I was still caught a little off guard like that. Um, yeah. Typically uh, I usually keep a lot of cash in like the safe or whatever. And when I made the big move, my wife, you know, stayed home with the safe and then she was like, Oh, I don't feel comfortable you know, carry in the cash and put it in the bank. Okay. So that was a little different for us too, you know, to not kind of have that much cash on hand. Um, yeah, and luckily that wasn't, that hasn't really been an issue. You know, right. people don't really want to take your cash anyway. Right. Exactly. People are really all about the card. Um, mm -hmm. Another area I maybe, I actually, I was surprised by preps that I had that I didn't even realize, like I just bought them kind of on a whim and I thought they were stupid, um, would be like bread mix. Turns out bread is a big one when you're not going out regularly. Being able to right. make bread is huge. Um, so that was definitely something. Um, I actually still haven't opened my uh, uh, bread mix and stuff like that from my, I haven't touched any of my long-term food storage. It hasn't come to any of that. And I actually have not, I've been to the grocery store or Sam's club or any of that once in the last probably three weeks. And I haven't been to a convenience store or anything else. Nothing. You know, I had bought the like 24 eggs or something at Sam's club and we're just getting to the end of that. The milk's just starting to go bad. Um, mm -hmm. Stuff like that. But you know, whatever it hasn't been a problem. I still have plenty of meat in the freezer, plenty of, you know, that kind of thing. Because in right. general, you know, and I know what kind of things to buy and what to look for. One thing that did surprise me is um, the fresh vegetables were all kind of gone from the stores. And they don't really like you kind of manhandling, you know, all the food and touching it and whatever. Um, people are kind of worried about that and then rightfully so. So I think that's another area where people come up short is like vegetables and that kind of thing. So I ended up, you know, buying some frozen stuff and I don't know if it's because of where I live or what, but for some reason, nobody has frozen peas. Is that a, a thing? I don't, I don't oh, know. That isn't something I noticed here. I haven't oh, I been have, buying any frozen vegetables. There's lately, a big, a big pea shortage is what I'm telling you. Now I can point out that in my garden, the peas are growing. But mm -hmm. we're not at the point where we're picking peas. So right. that's another if, thing. If there are any any new people listening to the show that are listening to it because uh because all of a sudden you want to be you a know, prepper, maybe you, yeah. You should yeah, stockpile a little bit more. This is not the time to be doing the stockpiling. Mm -mm. Get everything that you can get, everything that you need. But uh rice right now, prices are going up. Toilet paper, prices are going up, pasta. Yeah. Flour, sugar prices are up. 
and buying MREs or long-term storage or bulk bullets. Don't bother. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, it's it's a waste of money at this point. You're you're just making a mistake. You know, it, it's right. not going to help you. Um, Wait three weeks, three months, and then think about. You know um, what you need to get. The bullets and guns, you might have to wait till after the election, and then it may be too late. So I don't really know what to tell you on that. I fucked on that. Yeah, you you might yeah. be kind of shit out of luck. So I don't know what now, to I'm tell in, you on that one. Go ahead. I'm in socialist New York, and uh, they shut down all the gun gun shops here. You can't even go into a gun store. They're not essential. Now, according to Homeland Security, gun stores are essential. And I was yeah, well, told some rumors... Yeah, well, I was told the rumors that they might be denying uh, funding the states that don't follow Homeland Security's guidelines. So really, watch out. That's all I can yeah, tell well, you. My uh, my governor is uh, Cuomo. Okay. Who, now let me tell you, he's been looking really good on national media lately. Is he? He's a total. Yeah, he's a total piece of shit. He's corrupt, and he's a dickhead. So those are three things that they're not really showing you on national media. A lot of people are like, oh, he should run for president, blah, blah, blah. He is a piece of garbage. Yes, Don't buy that sounds it. accurate. I would have to agree. Um, now, how about you? How would uh, your stores hold up? What are you thinking? And actually, you know what was funny? Last thing to point out on my shortages is if you have only 10-round magazines... Several thousand rounds of bullets sounds like a lot. But then when you move to a free state and you're able to have 30 or 60 round magazines, then I have to point out a couple thousand. I could burn through that in an afternoon. I don't know what you're talking about, you know? And I'm like, man, I really would need to bump up those numbers. And now is not the time. So, Mm. yep. I'm just saying uh, buying them in a drum is more going to be the future. So, right. Right. Now I've noticed, uh, you know, I've, I've been pretty good, but I did, I did, uh, have one issue. Now my, my, uh, kids are a big fan of my wife's, uh, chicken fettuccine. Nice. And I had, I had every type of pasta you could imagine, but fettuccine. And there is Mm. no pasta on the shelves at the grocery store. So, I was able to trade with a neighbor some rolls of toilet paper yes. for some fettuccine, and now I'm all set. So excellent. Having, one of the pluses of prepping is that even when you make a mistake and you don't have the right shit, it's always possible to trade for stuff that you need. So, you know, buying too much of something is never really a problem if you think that it's going to be at least worthwhile to, to trade, you know, little things, this and that. And obviously, I didn't need fettuccine. I could have survived without fettuccine noodles and would, been just fine. If you're not having fettuccine Alfredo with chicken or whatever, are you even really living? Exactly. What's the <laughs> point of surviving the apocalypse if you can't have fettuccine Alfredo? There you go. So I'm just saying, I just want to put that out there. You know, you got to choose your battles wisely. Um, yeah. I, I know that with me, I made sure that in the long-term food storage, I have lots of brownies. So there's brownies in the apocalypse. Now, yeah. as far as Man. the short-term, brownies require a ton of freaking eggs and stuff. So hopefully yeah. you have your chickens in place and things going to make sure, you know, maybe some milk or whatever. 
You know, it's tough to make hamburger helper without a lot of milk. That's true. So, you know, having a little goat or a pig or something, I don't know, whatever you get milk from. I guess not a pig. Um, maybe a cow. <laughs> I think those are the ones. Chuck, you can milk anything that has nipples. Is that what it is? It has to be a mammal and it's good? Yep, you're right. Oh, that's disturbing. Now, I haven't really had to dig into any of my stores. I did dig into some uh, some canned soups, that, mm -hmm. but that was really it. Um, I did I did buy pot. I did eat pasta that I haven't replaced yet. So I guess that would be digging in the stores. But it was in the cabinet. It wasn't in my, mm -hmm. you know, in my actual supply supplies. Right. But one thing I'm noticing there's a there's a real shortage of. Sorry. Um, we talked about the masks. Yes. Um, but it's the masks, gloves, rubber gloves, and um, uh, thermometers. They're all hmm. on back order until May. So you're you're out of luck with trying to buy those at a store. You hmm. might be able to find them somewhere else. I know a lot of people's companies that they work for uh, will have maybe rubber gloves at least, latex gloves. Yes. You know, and you can get them from there because you're not using them at work, you know, Uh the same thing with toilet paper, all the companies and businesses that use toilet paper in their day-to-day -day use, they have toilet paper. There's no shortage of those giant rolls that they have in, uh, you yeah. know, in, in the McDonald's bathroom stalls. So if you can get, you know, you can get some of your supplies from work, you know, clear it, obviously I'm not telling you to steal supplies from work, Oh, you're not. but you know, but you, you know, People are open. If they're not going to be in business and they're not going to have customers in there wiping their ass, they're not going to have a problem with you, you know, getting an extra roll here and there. And could I suggest maybe eat some raisins before you go to work or there you go. just drink coffee on your way in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I shit every morning at work at, at work? nine o'clock at nine o'clock. Exactly. And I, yeah, I mean, it's due to the fact that I drink like two gallons of black coffee every morning. Right, right. But I, I don't shit at home right now. I just, I haven't in a long time. It's not necessary. <laughs> that kind of takes care of the poo paper problem right there. You I got, I, yeah, I got it all clocked out. Just, just perfect. Nice. Uh, now, how about uh, pharmacies uh, have been running low on things like um, uh, Tylenol, aspirin, the basic pain relievers. Um, I have an entire cabinet just full of shit, yeah. you know, full of every kind of medication you can imagine. But what I didn't have was heartburn, uh, heartburn tablets. Mm -hmm. I don't get heartburn, but my wife does. And she wasn't able to find any at the store. So that's something I'm definitely going to have to think about having an extra, extra box in the, in the shelf. You know, there's, there's the two problems you have when you change your diet, you have, uh, runny shit, Ooh. or you can't, or you can't shit, and that's that's basically it. So your diet's changing. You're gonna have, you know, problems with your, you know, with the way your your things are moving. Of, yeah, there you go. Your BMs. I'm trying to think about saying it politely, <laughs> but I, well, I appreciate on this podcast, that. I really don't have to. But uh, you know, when you change your diet, it's gonna disrupt your your system. So it's just something to think about when you're at the pharmacy, when you're out and you're stockpiling, you know, constipation medicine and diarrhea medicine, that's stuff to have in the cabinet. Just, 
you know, put it on the shelf and save it for whenever you need it. That's all I got to say about that. But there are a lot of medications that are really in short supply right now. So yeah. uh, I think, you know, even a lot of the basic stuff. So I think, um, you know, to me, that's kind of a wake up call. I need to be a little bit more uh, prepped with my the, my medicine cabinet, you know, my prepper medicine cabinet. All right. Sounds good. Now, I think another thing people are noticing is a lot of people are uh, having like little shutdowns at work where, you know, uh, maybe you're, I know one of the companies near me had all their guys go on unemployment. Um, Yeah. And, you know, hey, we're like laying you off for two weeks, you get unemployment, and then we hire you back kind of thing, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, Right. Are you prepared financially for that? Um, do you go into full on panic when your company is like, Hey, we're cutting back hours. You know, I know, uh, my company actually announced some kind of pay cut. Luckily, uh, my pay doesn't, uh, I'm some kind of mystery worker that doesn't fall into the, you're going to get your shit cut thing. I think mm-hmm. your mine is the, you're too hard to find. So, uh, we're going to keep you. We just paid a shit ton of money to uh, not fuck with you. So we're going with that. But, you know, anything is on the table. I mean, it's entirely possible that my company that I work for that's been around since like 1917 or 1920, I think. Uh Since 1920, so I guess 100 years here, um, has, uh, you know, it's possible they go out of business or, you know, I really doubt it. I don't think so, but you know, anything's possible. Nobody has certain job security. Maybe not your company specifically, but a lot of the companies out there, a lot, especially smaller businesses right now are really going to have a hard time staying afloat back up. Um, Maybe the UPS guy is safe. I think Amazon is uh, killing it. Right. Um, Being a Amazon. Good job to have right now. Amazon delivery driver. UPS. Amazon delivery driver. I believe Walmart greeters are in demand right now. Word. Um, oh, well, they're still out there greeting. I know that. To me, that sounds like somebody you could cut back on. Like, hey, you know what? <laughs> We're such a cool company. We're going to just pay you to stay at home because there's really no point for you to stand at the door when everybody's sick when and... You right, know, coming in coughing on you. It's just not worth it for that. I mean, and I don't. It's always old people. They're like yeah. the most at risk. I, and I they know interact that, with a thousand people a day. I know you're like, oh, you know, I don't want to screw that guy, and now he's not getting a paycheck. But you know what? I'm willing to say, just whatever cut that he gets out of the prices you charge, just keep paying him that, and we'll still keep coming to the store, and he just doesn't need to be there because I don't feel like that job needs to be happening in a time like this, you know, I I understand you're shaking me down. If, uh, you know, I'm trying to stick the diapers in my back pocket or something, you know, I don't know what people steal, but right. Isn't it always diapers and baby formula? Cause I don't know. Right. Exactly. That is, that is the shit that people steal. And you know, it's kind of, honestly, it's kind of fucked up that the things that they're worried most about people stealing are the things that poor people taking care of children need. Yeah. Yeah. That's always, I mean, I don't give a fuck about the poor people. 
but I give a fuck about the kids. You know what I mean? That right. Exactly. Let the babies eat and have a clean ass. You know. Uh, you know, a fresh ass. That's just nice. You know. Right. Um, I don't believe in socialism, but if they're you're gonna do anything, you should just make diapers and baby formula free for everybody. That's yeah. not you know that's not an abuse of things. You're just abusing kids if you if you yeah. If you I was actually it was funny. I was talking to the wife, and I mean, I guess it's not funny. It's sad or whatever, but. Um, I was talking to the wife and and there was an article and I don't know if it's statewide, countywide or uh, whatever, but it said that one out of five kids only eats at school and doesn't eat a single meal at, you know, at all ever aside of that. Yeah, and doesn't, uh, and I'm like, how is that possible? I'm like, that can't even be real. And, you know, cause I was like, you know, they're eating cookies or something, you know, I can't just be at right. school. And so I'm thinking about that. And then I go to work and, and one of my buddies, he's a good friend of mine. He comes to work and he brings us lunches every day for the last like four weeks. And he's uh-huh. got like a lunch in a little tin and he's old. And I'm thinking like meals on wheels or something, you know, I don't know. He's like 70. Right. And, right. but he's still working and whatever, but you know, who knows what they do for old people. I don't know. I'm not old. So He's bringing these in and somebody said something and I was like, yeah, you know, my wife uh, told me that, uh, you know, this statistic and I find it really hard to believe. And the people around me were like, what? You don't know? That's true. That's definitely real. And so the guy who's been bringing the lunches tells me that the county, while the kids are out of school, the, the county goes to every single home where they have kids in school and drops off two meals, a breakfast and a lunch in like a tin. And the guy's like, Oh, I make a ton of money and buy food. So I can't. And he's like, I don't want the food to go to waste. So I bring it to you guys at work, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, well, that's you know, what that's, they're doing. That's happening here. They're, uh, they're going around with the school buses to all the bus stops. Okay. And delivering, and uh, meals? Delivering, yeah. Just lunch, but they're delivering lunch to anybody that shows up at the bus stop. At the regular time. And so and I, I started, you know, inquiring about this and they were telling me about how, um, you know, sometimes uh, what happens is even if you're getting the food stamps, they're selling the food stamps or they're doing other things like that. Because in my mind, where I'm like, well, we have all these social programs in place in order to, you know, compensate for those things. And maybe there's, you know, not as many as I think there are, although I find that hard to believe. But at any rate, the, the stuff isn't getting down to the kids, you know, maybe to the people who need it. And, and that's where things are coming up short. So, you know, think about your neighbors and sometimes pride and stuff does get in the way. So, you know, with your neighbors where they won't ask if they're hungry or going without or maybe you need to right. put some toilet paper in their mailbox. I did see a uh, video of uh, a girl on, on Facebook. And she's like, yeah, you know, there's an old lady next to me and she's like 80 years old and I'm worried about her. But I know she doesn't like when I approach her or talk to her. So she puts a sign in her window like their house is the side of the house faces the side of the neighbor house. And uh, she puts a sign up in the window, you know, just let me know if you need anything or if you need help. And then the next day there's a sign in the neighbor's window and it just says, fuck you. So. You know, <laughs> I 
I don't know this old lo- woman, but I love her. Uh, <laughs> it's like, well, you know, that's something, you know, because we all got to share a little bit, you know. And right. she had I the video that. of the whole thing. Like she has a big video of her making the sign and all happy <laughs> for the neighbor. And she's all excited. And then she's like, look, and you see the lady and she kind of like bats her arm in the window, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> That's a Fuck little right rough. off with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so, now have you heard about, about uh, governments uh, confiscating things from, from uh, people? That well, have stockpiles and stuff. I know they told us every day that Obama was going to do that. And he passed all kinds of secret executive orders and he was going to go give it to what are his two daughters name? I don't even know. But yeah, yeah they were I, they were going to get all our food. That. Right. He was going to send the troops and they were going to come get it. Right. And him and the girls were going to have a pizza party or something. But no, yeah, you know, uh, he, he had some really great conspiracy theories that I like really tracked down and turned out that they were kind of nonsense. Yeah, but that they happens a lot. Did, they definitely did pass some legislation that seemed questionable, at least giving them the authority to do things. Oh. Uh, but what I have noticed is... And, and hang on, hang on. Here, I will say not unlike George Bush and the Patriot Act. Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> right. But go and on, keep New passing York. that shit. Yeah, uh, exactly. New York, New York has... Laws about uh, about price gouging. So there was somebody that they he had a storage locker, and he had been since uh, 2008. He had been running a a small like medical supply business out of his storage locker, selling masks and gloves. And so he, when this whole thing hit, he had storage lockers full of this shit: masks, gloves, you know, all the basic uh, personal protection equipment. And uh, so he increased his price between one to 5%, depending on who he was selling it to. Okay. State police came and seized all his shit. Just took it from him. It sounds like your governor just maybe wanted that shit for his bodyguards. Exactly. Exactly. But it's, it's, you know, they call it it price gouging. He increased the price by one to 5%. 5% is almost nothing. Yes. You know? And I got to tell you, all the things in the grocery store since this happened are up at least 5% where I am locally. Right. The only thing down is gas. Too. I think gas is like $1.34 a gallon. So, Yeah, Saudi Arabia and Iran are still fucking with each other. That's what that's all about. Yeah. Um, no, but what I say, though, is I've heard people complain, you know, if you have more than two weeks worth of a supply of toilet paper in your house, if you have two more than two weeks worth of food in your house, you're hoarding and you're an asshole and you're stealing it from people that need it. Yo, some of us were planning ahead. Right. You and weren't. You're the asshole. You're right. the dickhead. I think, I got to say, I think that there is a difference between somebody who something like this happens and they run out and they buy everything off the shelf. Like I go out and I need stuff. Like, to be honest, when I went to the grocery store, um, you know, a year ago, I would go and I would buy, now I have a big upright freezer in my house that, you know, I usually buy a half a cow and that kind of thing and whatever. But when I go to the store, I'll buy like 10 boxes of those sausage links that Mm -hmm. you put, you know, the brown and serve little whatever, because they're easy with my breakfast and whatever. 
and I don't want to have to think about it all the time. You know, I'm like, oh shit, you know, I need some more of those. And 10 boxes takes up no space in the freezer or whatever. So I would buy those all the time. And now when I go to the store, I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to buy two because I feel like a dick, you know? Um, right. They sell cheaper, shittier bacon here. I can't seem to get the good stuff that I used to get. And it's like $3.99 a pound. And I feel like I want to buy 10 of them and just put them in my freezer. Right. Just to have them because that's it's a good the kind price. of thing I do. But I don't do it because I'm like, oh, now I'm the problem, you know? And I find that I'm actually doing things, you know, a little less now that things are are crazy. And I don't know if it's right to worry about other people. You do have to take care of your family, um, but you don't need to be stupid. But again, a lot of the stuff that we have, the reason we have more than two weeks of food is because we've been buying for years and we plan and live our lives that way. We have our lifestyle set up to rotate our food and and go through things and for things to last. We plan for this kind of stuff. And there's a big difference there. You know, we're not running out. Now, did I say, oh, I should go to Sam's Club and make it like I'm ready for things, you know, and, and buy a couple of big things that, you know, a little extra. But I didn't even, I think my trip to the grocery store when I went three weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I better stock up. I think it was like $100. It mm-hmm. wasn't because I have stuff. You know, I'm just like ready for things. Right. Right. I know what you're talking about. I I, I did. Uh, I was at the grocery store the other day. And for the first time, I saw toilet paper in probably a month and a half now. Right. Probably, probably six weeks since the last time I saw gro- uh, toilet paper. And I thought about it. And I was like, I'm still good. I'll just let that shit be. You know, they were selling it for $2 a roll and they had a sign up that said, please be conscientious other people. And honestly, I don't want somebody trying to break into my house and steal my toilet paper. Yeah. Buy it at the store, man. You know, I don't need it yet. Yeah. Now, speaking of I don't need it yet. So... You know, I've been going back and forth with the wife about this, and and we actually live in a very rural area, and things are pretty safe here, and and we're out of the way of craziness. But although some people did point out to me that lots of those families where they're like, oh, you know, like three miles up the road from where you live, all those houses, that's where all those kids who need those free lunches live, you know? Right. And I'm like, yeah. But for the most part, you know, Cars don't go by my house. I live out there and whatever. But with that, um, people, some people have been a month out of work. And, you know, it's been that long already for some people. And things are getting hairy when some people are so paycheck to paycheck that all of a sudden they're hungry. And uh, I I know I've mentioned my wife uh, belongs to a bunch of like farm groups on Facebook and She's into that kind of thing. And one of her uh, fellow farmers who uh, lives in Georgia was telling us that uh, somebody came out and butchered one of their calves in the field and did it like a deer hunter does it kind of thing, like left the head and the guts and whatever. And field dressed Mm -hmm. it right there and took it because a calf is like the right size to, you know, be manageable, you know? 
Right. You can get that back to your to your pickup truck and into the freezer and, without. Yeah, exactly. Without the end of the world. And that's kind of, you know, you got to be a little bit on guard because she was, you know, I was like, hey, you know, maybe you should start carrying the gun around it, around the yard, you know, around the house. Maybe you should right. not, you know, and I'm because you never know who's going to knock on the door and be like, hey, you look like you have some stuff because, yeah. you know, it's never a problem until it's a problem. Yeah, I noticed your husband's gone at work. Right. Um and you're out here uh gardening. What's what's going on? Yeah, and you're 100% right about that. I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people yeah, we've mentioned this before on the podcast. When people see their their kids being hungry, you're willing to do a lot of shit that you wouldn't normally do. Yeah. And you know, there's a real danger in that. You know, yeah. you, if you came to my house and said that your kids were hungry and you didn't have enough food, I would absolutely give it to you. Right. But there's still that pride where somehow uh, taking it from somebody is better than asking somebody about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of fucked up. But, you know, it that's not to say it doesn't exist. Right. And you don't you don't know who to ask about that sort of stuff because they might be dealing with the same thing. And then you think about it. I'm a bad motherfucker. I can do what I want. And then next thing you know, some housewife is is shooting you in the dick because you tried to fucking steal her fucking toilet paper. So I'm just yeah, don't, just putting don't that out steal there. her toilet paper. Yep. You know, maybe test the waters a little bit with a friendly sign and see where it gets you. That's what I would <laughs> see say. See what happens. Maybe see, tell see you what kind of people you're, you're dealing with. with you know. Because I'm imagining that lady. I wouldn't go to her door and try to take anything. I'm just saying. Yeah, putting that out there. Now, you said you had some uh, big news on governments around the world. Now, how are they? Uh, how are they dealing well, with the coronavirus? Well, there's a couple of uh, interesting things. Uh, Vietnam just banned exporting rice. A Ooh. lot of countries, a lot of uh, third world countries are, and Vietnam is not a third world country. I under, understand how that works. But uh, Viet, a lot of third world countries are banning all exports. Okay. Now, some of these countries are countries that produce like a massive amount of one specific thing. Um, whether it's fruits or a specific type of vegetable or whatever it is. But there may be a shortage on uh, cheap rice coming up here. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Um, I did hear uh, here in America, Tyson Foods was shutting down their plant for uh, and all their plants because of yeah. fear of uh, the virus or the fear of contamination. Cause they had several employees who had gotten infected. Um, uh, and a lot of the meat packers, I did read a few articles um, that some of the big mass, you know, food production people with meat might be slowing down what they're doing. Now, I've also right. seen, again, you know, back to those farmer groups that I'm in, um, I see people who are like, hey, I was selling our local restaurant a thousand pounds of beef a week. Is there anybody who can help me out and want to buy some? So, mm -hmm. you know, there is stuff to be had. You just may not go through the traditional sources. Right. And, and, you know, you know might need the money. It might be a great win-win for everybody, you know? Right. And that's where the barter barter system comes in, you know. It really, you know, you might be out of work and you might not be able to find beef at the gro grocery store with what you do have, but maybe that guy needs his truck worked on, you know. Right. 
Maybe, maybe he needs something that you've been storing up in trade. Um, I have seen uh, do going through all the the glo- uh, world news. They said that production is is fine in most places. The real problem is going to be logistics. Actually, getting <clears throat> getting the supplies to pl- places that need them. So there might be in the next week or two, there might be some real shortages on specific types of items, but there's always a, you know, you might have to, like you said, you might have to decide, you know, yeah. yeah, Eat something that you wouldn't normally eat or, you know, get something, a type of brand you wouldn't normally get. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. I did Um, hear from my sister that they're eating Chinese and Indian food because that's something that wasn't uh you know, typical. Yes, I tell you what, I've I, I I've noticed three things that have not flown off the shelves. Uh, one is vegan food. No, not if a big rock. If, if you're all right with eating vegan, man, you can get all sorts of uh, microwave dinners and and any sort of vegan stuff. Organic food is also still on the shelf. If you can't find produce, you can usually find organic. Uh, the other thing that I noticed in the U.S. here was uh, all the meat was gone one day, one specific day. I went to the grocery store, except for lamb, mm. which is uh, strange. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I love lamb. I'll eat lamb all day. Lamb's a luxury meat for the swells. Right, right. My wife thinks thinks uh, sheep are too cute, and we don't. We're not allowed to eat cute animals in our house. Hmm. Now, has she ever she like been over to pick something up on a farm where they have sheep? I I don't know. You I won't would think they're so cute sheep. after they bump you in the ass a few times, right? After they ram you because for no reason at all. So, but just putting well, that out there—that might be your trick. Take her to the farm, and she's going to be like, "Fuck those guys! Make a burger." Now, what do you think? Uh, let me add, change sub subjects here. What do you think about the uh uh the cave the captain uh captain uh Corsier on the USS Theodore Roosevelt? Any any opinions? Oh, I did hear he got a uh, standing ovation from his crew when he went to leave the ship. Yeah, um, and I'll tell you one thing from being in the navy. You can have a captain that's a real piece of shit. And you can have a captain that actually gives a shit about the people that are on his ship. And right. there's a big difference in the way way both those captains are viewed. Well, I think that I would go with that philosophy and the way that you're kind of seeing that. Because my idea is if one person didn't die because he did what he did, and my understanding, he didn't leak the letter to like the local media or something. He sent the letter to fellow military people and people in his chain of command, kind of. It was his chain of command, and when they didn't respond and he had gone to the top, he kind of went laterally to other captains and other, you know, people in his world. It wasn't like he, you know, put it in the paper and whatever, although it didn't mail it to the right. Yeah, he didn't mail it to the New York Times. Right. He didn't say hey. But What I would say is if one person didn't get this virus and die because of the choices and decisions and his actions, 
I think it's worth it because you know what? Yeah, it's the end of his career and he has to retire and so sad, but that's better than somebody giving up their life or possibly many people giving up their lives because of the government's inaction. And I've right. seen it so often where people get in a desperate situation and somebody willing to sacrifice to help out others, I think is a win and an honorable person. And I would give them that. Right now I want to, I did hear arguments. I I'm in full agreement, agreement with you. I did hear arguments that, um, that he was basically making an announcement to the world that this ship was not in service, you know, because of this, it couldn't respond to any of the emergencies that might come up. I strongly disagree with the idea of that. The fact that he had a hundred people on his ship that were confirmed at the time, confirmed to have COVID mm -hmm. That was that did not mean the ship. It's got five thousand people on the ship. That yeah, did I think not that, mean in any way that that ship was not capable of of doing any operations that it needed to do. But if they didn't do anything about it, that could have meant that the cases kept spreading, and eventually they were unable to respond to any emergencies. Right, and I think that thinking of, thinking of it that way is keeping the fleet. Uh, useful, the highest traditions of the Navy, <laughs> right? Keeping things, uh, you know, keeping shit on point and ready to operate at a moment's notice is the directive of the military. That's right. just how it has to be. And calling attention to it, well, it's a hundred people on the ship instead of three thousand on the ship is a big deal. And yeah. you can't change your underwear without rubbing asses with the guy next to you when you're getting changed in your locker room on a ship. It's just too tight. You're going to get sick if the person next to you is sick. That's yeah. just a fact. And it's going to spread through that ship like yeah. wildfire unless you do something about it fast and early. And I no, think that, that he did that. And I think that the USS Roosevelt is ready to uh, start a fucking war if they have to now. But if they didn't do anything about it, maybe now it would be unavailable. Right. No, I think that's it. Um, and then last thing before we wrap up, you said you had uh, news on China. Yeah, we've got some got some shit here to go over. So uh, this is this is like put your tinfoil hat on. This is uh this right. is deep conspiracy shit. All right, so. First off, before we get into the conspiracies, let's talk about real life shit. In China, there have been several uh, citizen journalists that went out and were documenting the Hong Kong uh, protests, just making recordings sure. and, and posting them on YouTube, which is against the law in, in China. Um, well, okay. they had transitioned and moved over to uh, Wuhan when the uh virus started uh to make a make a real uh real issue going on there the government okay. was saying everything was under control people were locked down a few people were sick and um a journalist named fang bin uh was uh down there went down there made a trip and was recording things on his cell phone posting it to youtube against okay. the law because uh -oh. youtube is propaganda and the Chinese 
citizens aren't fit to be able to watch that. Well, I thought um, that YouTube uh, was owned by Google and they censor shit anyway on their own. Like it doesn't even matter if the yeah, government. Well, they, in. yeah, no, they, they censor shit like all of YouTube. So, uh, so on, he'd made several like posts of recording, you know, trucks full of bodies and shit like this. Uh, okay. Chinese government didn't like it. They raided him, interrogated him, held him for a little while, let him go again. And then, uh, he released a video on February 9th and it was okay. only 13 seconds long. And all it said was all people revolt, hand the power of the government back to the people. And that was it. And then nobody ever heard from him again. So it's been four months now. And I mean, you can assume whatever you want to assume. I, I can't imagine he's in quarantine. No, why he's wouldn't not he have his quarantine. phone? He's, mm -hmm. And the government says they don't know anything about it. They don't know where he went. They don't know anything. They've never even heard of him before and oh. whatever. But the government did come and raid him and take all his the footage that he had. Well, there uh, is that prior. Yeah. Right. So they apparently they forgot that. Right. Um, another journalist named uh, Chen Kaishi. I think I'm saying that right. I don't speak right. Mandarin. Um. Chen Kaishi. Uh, the any any of the accounts that they that shared his content that he had posted on YouTube were shut down immediately. The okay. government was censoring censoring him like seriously before this. Okay. And then um, February seventh, uh, his mother posted a video on his, you know, on his uh, thing saying he was missing on his. Um, on his social media uh -oh. saying he was missing and he hasn't turned up either. So that's February 7th. That's, you know, what, five months now dude's just been gone. Now let's get into the tinfoil hat part. 21 million. It gets worse. It gets worse. 21 million okay. phone accounts have gone missing in the past six months in China. Now in China, let me just say this to start off. In China, when you have a cell phone, you have you have to mandatory have to download an app that you scan your face. Your face is entered in a facial recognition uh, bank. Then it connects you to your medical history and it connects you directly to your bank account. So this app is required by all Chinese citizens. Okay. So they have a pretty good idea of who's who and who owns what cell phone. And now there are 21 million people that are not having active cell phone accounts. Now, I've heard a lot of reasons why this is. Now, is it like Verizon's worried about the bills aren't getting paid or? I mean, they're just accounts that, are, that, that don't exist anymore. They don't, they didn't close, necessarily close the account. They didn't necessarily do anything specifically. They just don't have an account anymore. They don't exist. Okay. So I've heard, I've heard explanations. We'll right, go through wait. some of the explanations, but all of them, all of them are insane. So, uh, one of the explanations is migrant workers left China for a festival that was going on two months ago. Yes. And couldn't get back into China. So maybe right. there are 21 million migrant workers that travel in and out of China, but that's not really the case. All right. No. Here's another one. China has had a serious economic downturn. 
Okay. Um, maybe people had two cell phones and canceled some of their accounts. Yes. That could be, okay. but they don't believe that it's possible that there are that many people that have had, had that many, you know, extra cell phones that they just decided to get rid of. The third well, option yes. is that maybe a lot more people died in China than they're saying. Now, in the United States right now, I think at, at this recording, there's somewhere around 10,000 people in the United States that have died of okay. COVID-19. Now, there is in a lot China, going on, right, where if you had COVID-19 and you die of whatever cause, they're associating it with COVID-19. Is that right. correct? That's correct. So the numbers might be high. They might be low because maybe some people just died of other shit before they were doing like that they way. They are skydiving and forget your parachute, but you had had COVID-19. Right. Who that's knows? a COVID-19 death. Right. Right. All right. But China is saying that they've only had 3,335 deaths from COVID-19. And it broke out there and they locked the entire city down. And they're not burying anybody. They're burning all the bodies. Problem so solvers. nobody nobody is going to the cemetery and looking at their neighbor's the, you know, husband that died and the person that, you know, is their friend, their grandfather died. They're not seeing anybody else's losses. All they're seeing, all they're knowing is that my husband died and they burned the bodies. And they have no idea how and many people are dying. Mysteriously, next year you're allowed to have three kids instead of one. Right, right. So I'm not saying that two, 21 million people died in China, but even if it's 10% of the people, that's 2 million people. That's a lot more fucking people than what they're talking about. You Those know, numbers are pretty dramatic. No, nope, so not bad. now not to spread conspiracy theories. The point I'm trying to make is China is telling the world what they want the world to know, yes. but nobody, not even the people living in China know what the fuck is going on. And it's really great to have a tool, uh, having basically they have a King. They're living in a, in a feudalistic system. Yes. And you know, that's really useful when you have an emergency and you have to lock people down and force people to do what they what you tell them to do and report what news you, you tell them to report. And who would not use that that function of, of the the news, the media? It's so easy. It's so easy to just be like, nah, it's not a problem. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You don't have to throw a revolution. We're good. We're good. You know, yeah. and I'd and and so many American companies are kowtowing to this Chinese citizenship, this Chinese censorship, this basic lying yes. to the Chinese people. They're like, you know, if you're an American company and you're letting China dictate what you say or don't say, you're really part of the problem. And if you want, we can order you some shirts that say suck a dick and you can wear it to your right, next meeting. Right. Because Yeah. Because honestly, if you're the if you're in the NBA and uh, not necessarily in the NBA, but in the corporation that that functions it, okay, you can go fuck yourself. You're a piece of garbage to not speak out about Hong Kong, to not speak about about COVID nineteen. You're human trash. You're a piece Kevin, of shit. You're a little angry. 
well, you could say, you could say, well, I gotta do it, man. There's stockholders, it. and I gotta do this. You ain't gotta do nothing but stay black and die. That's it, man. Well, they you tell you, it. oh, what what you gotta do? You gotta do this. You got. You ain't gotta do shit. I'd like to see you make me. Try and tell me that I shouldn't talk about China, and I will fuck you up the ass with my middle finger. It's not gonna happen here. But there's so many corporations that are so eager to suck China's dick that they're passing on their own misinformation in a free gu- in a free society because of greed. That's a, that's the end of my rant. That's it. that's it. That's all you got. You didn't want to say anymore. You didn't want to offend anyone else. Yeah, I mean, if you like like the NBA, I I like watching basketball. I appreciate it. I like playing basketball. But the NBA is fucking acting like straight garbage. Kevin, right isn't it and really a lot because of other you're corporations. short you hate the NBA? Isn't it really it's because a, you're short? It's a Napoleon complex. <laughs> I, I have it. I admit it. I don't like big guys. All right. They scare you? Yep. I don't like bullies is really All what right. it is. And China is a bully. And so, they're bullying other countries, not just their own citizens. If you guys have friends out there who are thinking, hey, you know, tell me more about this prepping and being prepared. I can't help but notice you have two rolls of toilet paper in your bathroom and one's under a little crocheted little toilet paper hider. And yes. they want to be more like you. Maybe recommend they check out the Survival and Basic Badass podcast. Available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all kinds of other places that I've never even heard of. And you might be able to help spread the word. So stay yeah, we'd safe. Really like to, uh, we'd really yeah. like to kind of boost boost uh, some of our download uh, numbers. All right. So definitely introduce people that are interested in, suddenly interested. This is in, a great in, time in, to talk to people guess. about prepping. And remember, if your friends and relatives and people you care about are prepared, that's less shit you need to give to them. So mm-hmm. just putting that out there. With that, Stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network.